Bobcats win the faceoff as they won most in the third period. Pass complete. Lipkin has a man in front. Shot in program history comes 10 seconds into overtime and two of their best players make it happen complete devastation for the Golden Gophers complete elation for Rand Pecknall you can see tears in his eyes he's finally done it on his third try and now he'll shake the hands of a devastated Bob Bonsko who perhaps was hanging around just in case there was a review but now Bonsko shakes his hand and Shows the great sportsmanship. These Bobcat players, we talked about their fitness and their training. It carried over into the first 10 seconds. What a backhand pass from Lipkin to Jacob Quillen, who produced Barry from the drop of the puck in Bridgeport. He kept producing. Welcome back to another edition of Drop the Mitts Hockey Podcast, brought to you in partnership with Primetime Productions. Today, we're joined by Quinnipiac forward, uh national champion sam lipkin sam how you doing man great to great to have you here yeah i'm doing well thank you uh so much for having me yeah man honestly you guys are having an unbelievable season i mean so fun to watch you guys play uh the chemistry you guys have um off to another great start 16 3 and 1 in the ecac um and then an overall record of 23 7 and 2 um What's been the main area of focus this season, um, you know, especially coming off the national championship, um, coming off that high of that storybook ending? Like what's been the uh, like what's been the recipe for success for you guys? Yeah, it's uh, it's honestly been pretty simple. Uh, obviously, coming off a national championship, uh, a lot of distractions, a lot going on. Um, but, yeah, no, for us, it was kind of just go back to basics. Um, we have a great culture at Quinnipiac and, uh, obviously that was a really big uh, moment for the school and program, but, uh, I think we've done a good job kind of turning the page, uh, pretty quick. Um, then yeah. obviously being able to just, uh, um, evolve with the new guys and, uh, um, yeah, our team's been really good this year. So, uh, just kind of stick to what we do best. So. Man, I, I want to get into that game because honestly, that could that probably could have been the game of the year last year in, in any hockey game. I mean, unbelievable. It was constant back and forth, went right down to the wire. You guys were a wagon. Minnesota was a wagon. Um, you know, Jack Jack Quillen scores that game winning goal in OT. Um, take us through that moment of what you remember. Um you know, jumping out on the ice, going with the boys and 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 that celebration after. I can't imagine how wild that was. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Minnesota was a, a great team. Credit to them. Uh, they had a great season last year. Great team again this year. 
um yeah it was a battle of probably the two best teams all year i thought yeah um and yet yeah that uh kind of all game kind of just back and forth action um two two overtime national championship uh i mean it can't get much better than that right um yeah then going to the play obviously that was a kind of set play for me um kind of just had a lot of space um a little bit more than uh in games prior uh chances prior to that um yeah then to be honest kind of blacked out on the pass yeah uh and and the whole celebration but uh yeah no, it was a gr- great time and just being able to uh do it for the school and uh in a fashion like that um 10 seconds pretty good so how crazy how crazy are the fans at quinnipiac man are they big big hockey fans like how crazy was it being able to bring that natty back to the school and, and celebrate with all the other students and you know faculty and whatnot yeah uh quinnipiac's a big hockey school um it's it's kind of the big thing on campus um yeah. be able to uh bring home that trophy it was a special day um they had a whole uh, ceremony kind of planned out for us um, yeah, the the rink was honestly packed when uh, we brought the trophy in. Um, Dude, great, I, yeah, yeah, great atmosphere. Um, we sell out pretty much every home game, so yeah, no, uh, is is really big for uh, the Quinnipiac fans. Yeah, dude, and honestly, I think uh, I think Jack Hughes kind of stole the celebration from uh, from Jack Quillen, right? Like throwing the stick in the crowd, like probably the best selly of last year. Like, how cool was it? Obviously, that video kind of went viral. He yep. was able to get that stick back, man. Like, how cool was that for him? How how excited was he to get that back? Yeah, uh, Quill was uh, was waiting for a while. Um, the person yeah. kind of was going back and forth with uh, um, a person uh, within our organization trying to get it, uh, get a hold of it. Um, but yeah, to be able to get something uh, so big like that, yeah, um, dude. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think. He meant to actually uh, send into the crowd. <laughs> um, I think it was just pure uh, excitement. But uh, yeah, Kelly yeah, was unbelievable. That so was sick. Musilani, uh, that's kind of <laughs> what you dream about when you're a little uh, little kid. Yeah, dude, Un- unreal. And um, you know, you guys are coached by you know a guy who's who's viewed as one of the top coaches in college hockey. Um, he's been doing this for so long. Uh, Rand Pecknold. Um, Again, what makes Coach Pecknold so special to play for? Um, you know, and and what would you say in your eyes um, is the best part about playing for him? Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a lot of good things. Um, I've had a great experience with Coach uh, Coach Rand um, over these past uh, year and a half. Um, yeah, no, it's um, he brings uh, a personal side and uh, also a hockey side. Um, I think that having a good relationship uh, with not only your coach, but as a person, um, I think it helps uh, everyone within the team. And I think he does a great job with uh, our other coaches, Joe Dume, Mike Corbett, um, just getting us prepared every week, keeping us uh, in a tight focus. Um, I, he, he's Mr. Serious and uh, yeah. all the boys get behind him. And uh, we have a great culture that kind of just pushes that. Um, yeah. And he, he's got something special. So he's been doing it a long time. So. Yeah, dude, absolute legend. Like every everything you hear about him, it, nothing but good things to say from his players, other coaches, just people in in hockey media and whatnot. But um, man, I, I was going up and down this Quinnipiac roster, all you guys, and it's just loaded from top to bottom. Um, incredibly talented kids. Um, you know yourself this season, twelve goals, twenty assists um, for thirty two points. Colin Graff, obviously, he's the He's the big college free agent, probably the top, you know, in everyone's eyes. Um, fourth in the country with 19 goals, 24 assists. Um, and then obviously you mentioned Jack with 13 goals, 25 assists. 
Um, aside from the the unreal stats that you guys are putting up, um, what makes you guys such a nightmare to play against? Um, and what makes you guys so difficult to to match up against? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a combination uh, of a lot of things. Um, uh, Quills brings a lot of physicality, and he's uh, hard on pucks, can bury, bury pucks. Um, and obviously, Grafford being uh, probably up for the Hobie Baker this year, um, he's been unbelievable this year. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's just very dynamic, um, leads our offense, leads our team. Um, so, yeah, no, I think uh, we kind of just do the little things. Um, I think uh, reliable in all three zones, playing any uh, situations. Um, yeah, that makes us versatile. So, um, yeah, it's been great playing with those guys, and those guys are my best friends on and off the ice. So, yeah, you guys seem like you have an unbelievable relationship. You mentioned not only on the ice, but off the ice as well. Uh, year and a half, you've been playing with Colin Graff. Um, you mentioned he's going to be up for the Hobie Baker. There's no question about that. Um, you know, and he, right now, I mentioned he's viewed as one of the top free agents available. I think every single team is going to try to make a run at him. Um, what has made him so special? Um, you know, you mentioned his game on the ice, but but what kind of person um, and what kind of teammate would an NHL team be getting if they signed him? Yeah, I think he's a great guy. Um, he has an unbelievable work ethic, um, comes into the rink every day with a great mood. Um, yeah, we, uh, we like messing around after practice with each other um, on the power play, um, just little things like that. Um, he's a student of the game. And, uh, yeah, I think any team that picks up a guy like that, um, it's going to be a positive impact pretty much right away. Um, and yeah, no, I'm, uh, yeah, he, he's a great player. So, yeah. You, you know, you mentioned how, how passionate the Quinnipiac fans are, you know, how, you know, how crazy your barn gets, man, aside from, you know, your home arena, what's your favorite barn that you've played in so far in your, uh, in the past year and a half? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think there's a few, few good ones, uh, probably away was, uh, North Dakota. Um, okay, that yeah. trip was pretty early last year and, uh, playing at the Ralph's, uh, pretty special um and that was also a great series i think it was like i think we were five and they were three so it was a great matchup yeah. then uh probably I actually remember that one dude that was a that was a sick matchup yep they're uh, rowdy they're rowdy as hell too dude yeah they i think it was probably a six six thousand student section warm-ups um coming right out under uh under the tunnel so how bad were you getting chirped uh yeah it was brutal they're uh <laughs> ruthless and they love their team and they, they have a great yeah. system um, yeah, it's pretty much an NHL size rink. So yeah, shout out. To uh, so you know, transitioning to your early days of uh, you know starting out playing hockey, um, who would you credit as as the one or the ones to ultimately get you into the game and and help you in falling in love with this game and all you know giving you this opportunity to play Division One hockey and get drafted? Yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, my dad's uh, number one. Um, he's from uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. So. Um, got got it in his blood. Um, yeah. Started me early. Um, he was the guy that kind of put me put, put me a hockey stick in my hand and uh, skates on my feet. So um, credit to him for everything. But uh, yeah, no, a couple guys. My agent uh, John Ozzy too too. Very such close. a good guy, man. He's such a, a good guy. Great guy to have in your corner. Uh, Vinny Smith, um, coach yeah. of Long Island Goals. Um, I played for him 16 U year. Um, he kind of pushed me the path of playing Chicago. And uh, really uh, set my sight for uh, Division One hockey. So uh, yeah, those were a few. But uh, yeah, no, I've had a lot of good people throughout the years uh, in my corner. So it's kind of been a combination of um, everyone. 
that makes it all that you know all the better man having tons of people in your corner helping you out um man i had no idea i was looking at elite prospects man and saw that you were from uh from philly which is so sick man like flyers are up and coming right now i did you grow up a flyers fan yeah so uh i'm gonna get some hate for this but uh, i was a flyers and penguins fan growing up um just being a student of the game watching crosby um He's an unbelievable player, but uh, yeah, no, it's great to see them have uh, some recent success and uh, rebuild uh, that Flyers organization. Because uh, yeah, no, the fans of Philly are so passionate, so it's uh, yeah, great dude. to see yeah, them coming. They're wild. I I've said this, man. I Philadelphia is one of my favorite like setups as far as like all the arenas go. Like it's yeah. very rare that you have every single sports major sports team in one area, and it's just such a cool yep. area to go. Like. Wells Fargo is sick, dude. When I was stationed in Delaware, like we used to go watch the Bruins there all the time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a, South, South yeah. Philly special. Uh, I work out probably 10 minutes away from there. So I pass it every time. So uh, yeah, it's really cool. You mentioned, you mentioned, uh, you know, loving the the Penguins and the Flyers. Um, do you know, growing up, who was your favorite player? And then kind of as far as now, as far as, um, you know, any player in the NHL, who, who's a guy that you kind of um, emulate your game after, see a little bit of yourself in? Yeah, so probably growing up, number one guy is probably a little bit of Sidney Crosby, um, just the way he thinks, little things, 200-foot um, player, um, j- just a guy that uh, seriously d- does nothing wrong, um, yeah. winner. Um, so, yeah, but uh, now I think it's kind of changed a little bit. Um, I think I watch a lot of guys, um, a guy like – uh, I like it's like Matthew Kachuk or uh, like a rope hints, um, kind of two way forward, um, scores goals, uh, physical, um, just kind of does everything, uh, all all the little things, right? Um, but yeah, no, th- those are a few guys that kind of just watch. Uh, yeah, awesome, man. Um, you know, a- as you were coming up, man, when when did you realize that you had a legitimate shot at you know playing Division One hockey? I mean, you're you're at one of the top college hockey programs in the country right and was there a certain point that you you know you were playing at such a high level that you're like holy shit like i have a legitimate chance at you know making this a a profession uh yeah i think it was my 16 year uh north jersey avalanche um i was able to get drafted by the chicago steel um play some affiliate games um they were unbelievable that year um bunch of guys like uh uh, Jordan Brisson, Power, yeah, uh, Coronado, Sam Muscovich. Um, that that was, a, was that was a loaded team, dude. Yeah, so be able to go up, skate with them. Um, that kind of just proved to me that I belonged and uh, I could have a future in that. Then uh, obviously playing my first year in uh, Chicago, I felt uh, felt good. So how how pivotal was that? You know, playing for Chicago, going against those guys. You mentioned Owen Power on defense, right? Like you're going against him every day in practice. These other guys that you mentioned, how pivotal was you know those matchups day in and day out, um, and how crucial were they for you know your development? Yeah, I think my first year in Chicago was big. Um, we were really good. Um, it was tough to get in the lineup, but uh, the practices were unbelievable. Um, kind of kind of became almost harder than the games. Um, just competing this such a high skill level and uh just being around those types of guys kind of push you even more um and we had a great environment we had a great setup um with a great training staff so with a combination like that um it's almost hard not to get better yeah 100 man and you know your last season um with the chicago steel wore the sea which is an incredible honor i mean for any any team right and 
Um, during your 21-22 season, you had an unreal year, 36 goals, uh, 35 apples, 71 points in 59 games. Um, man, like, what, what was how big of, a, of an honor was it to wear that C, um, you know, and be the captain of that team? And what what would you say is – what was the uh, biggest factor for your success that, that season? Yeah, um, obviously we're in a C for uh, Chicago. Uh, it was a dream of mine. Um, once I kind of got in the organization, kind of fell in love with the team. Um, kind of had big shoes to fill, and uh, that, that that's always exciting. Um, and playing for su- such a good team that's uh, won, won so many games. I think two Clark Cups, um, lots yeah. of East Conference championships. Um, yeah, so it was, it was great for me, and it was great for my development. And uh, yeah, going into that second year, kind of just uh, having high expectations and working hard and getting better, um, kind of just led to the success. And we, we had a great team and, uh, had a, gr- a lot of great line mates that, uh, helped with that too. Yeah. Um, you also get the opportunity, um, in the year after that 22, 23 to play in the, uh, U 20 world juniors. Um, talk to us about what that experience was like, you know, obviously playing with the best of the best of, you know, your age group, um, the Americans like, well, and then obviously as far as competition goes, playing against other country's best players. What was that experience like for you, dude? Yeah, that was uh, probably one of the best moments of my life. Um, that was my first time being able to re- represent uh, USA um, on international uh, stage. Um, yeah, that was something you kind of watch growing up. Uh, World Juniors, Christmas time. Dude, 100%. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it was great than being able to compete against those uh, – other fellow Americans, but also uh, you're playing against Connor Bedard, Leo Cross, and Adam Fantilli. Um, great competition, and uh, it, it was uh, just honestly so much, so much fun, and uh, is a experience I'll never forget. What, dude? Talk about play like playing against those guys. Like, what, what was it like seeing those guys do what they do? You got, you know, obviously at Fantilli was, um, you know, at Michigan. Um, but you mentioned Bedard, Leo Carlson's playing in the show right now. Like, what was it like seeing those guys out there doing their thing? Yeah, it's great. Um, obviously, you want to be against the best, see the best. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, just competing against those guys, um, it's great. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, always good to put yourself up against those type of guys that are playing at the highest level and see uh, see what you can do against them. You know, so kind of going back to your your time in Chicago after your after your last season in Chicago, you ultimately you know you go to Quinnipiac. What was it about Quinnipiac that drew you to the to that institution? Like, what what were your favorite parts about uh you know your first visit there, and and what made you fall in love with it? Yeah, I think it was just uh, they're really upfront to me uh, about my game. I think we had a good vision of where they saw me and uh, the player that I could be, and. Uh, yeah, just it was a great campus. Um, I love Hamden. Um, the rink's beautiful um, with the renovations coming in, too. Yeah, uh, it just seemed like a place on the rise. And obviously, Rand and uh, our staff are great. And uh, being able to be around them every day has been been an honor. So, um, yeah, I made a great decision. And Quinnipiac's been nothing but great to me. Yeah, I, dude, you made a hell of a de- uh, decision. You had an unreal freshman campaign. Um, you obviously won the Natty. We talked about it like. Put up 14 goals, 29 assists, 43 points. Um, like, man, what was your biggest takeaway from your first season? Um, and then to kind of caveat off that, what were some areas that you kind of realized that you really wanted to zero in um, in the offseason to kind of focus on improving? Yeah, um, 
being able to be a part of that uh, national championship team was uh, something special. Um, we had a, we had a bunch of fifth year guys that kind of bled for the program. Uh, yeah. A lot of hard losses throughout the years, but um, to be able for them to finish on top was uh, just made it a little bit more sweet. So um, yeah, it was kind of, I kind of just fit in. Uh, I think I was just honestly a piece of the puzzle um, to a great team. Um, we had a bunch of great guys, great leadership group, and uh, obviously winning the national championship uh, can't get much better. Man, you mentioned the the unreal leadership that you had. Um, I had the opportunity to go to Buffalo and watch the prospect challenge, and, and a guy that really stood out to me was Zach Metza. Um, kind of a guy yes. that I think is super underrated in his game. Like, obviously, he's with Buffalo right now. Um, man, talk to us about what it was like playing with Zach and and what kind of player he is. Yeah, he's uh, he's a great he's a great uh, defenseman, great great person. Um, he was honestly the ultimate captain, uh, Mr. Yeah. Quinnipiac. Um, he represented the school, and uh, yeah, he, he was awesome to me. Um, and on the ice, um, very dynamic, very reliable. Um, I think he probably logged thirty-five minute games, like it was like yeah, it was nothing back to back nights. He was um, a workhorse. Yeah, shutting down the team's best line. So yeah, I think uh, he's a very underrated guy. Um, but yeah, no, a guy like that finds his way. So. Yeah, you know, and and obviously you're so you were selected by Arizona in the 2021 draft. Um, unbelievable, you know, dream come true for you. Talk to us about what you remember from that day. Um, when you got the call, like what 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 was going on, and what was that moment like for you and your family? Yeah, we were uh, we were all watching. Um, I had a few close buddies uh, came over just to watch. Um, obviously, getting a little late, um, kind of got a little bit nervous, but. Um, yeah, obviously once that call came, uh, the whole house kind of went nuts, um, yeah. going crazy. Um, just a lot of close friends, uh, people of mine reaching out. Um, yeah, it was a great day and, uh, I'm proud to be a part of the Arizona Coyotes. Position. So unreal, dude. Um, you know, kind of last question I got for you, man. Um, we have a lot of younger listeners, um, kids that love college hockey, follow you guys. Um, what would be your biggest piece of advice to these kids coming up, uh, playing the game? Um, and, and, you know, what would be your biggest piece of advice if they want to take their game to the next level and ultimately play, you know, whether it's ju junior USHL or, or college hockey, what would be your biggest piece of advice to them be? Um, probably it's gotta be just get 1% better each day. Um, I feel like, uh, it's a pretty common thing, but I think it's very true. Um, I think, uh, just focusing on yourself and getting better each day and uh, finding new ways to improve your game is uh, how you get better and how you get noticed. Then uh, just have a good attitude and uh, bring good energy to the rink. So love that, man. One 1% better every day. I never, I never thought about that. I love that though. Um, man, I, I can't thank you enough. Obviously I know you're in the middle of school and, and, you know, grinding with, with hockey and like a, you know, classes. So I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your schedule and, I'm, I'm really excited to see you guys make another run at the Natty, and uh, I wish you guys the best. Of course, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome, Sam. Take care, buddy. Yeah, you too. That was Sam Lipkin of the Quinnipiac Bobcats, national championship, uh, national champion, rather. Um, they're going to be making another run at the Natty this year. Um, absolute wagon. Um, you can catch this episode on all uh, any platform that you you know listen to your podcasts on. It's also on YouTube recording a little bit late today it's 12 52 right now um just got done watching the edmonton oilers game what a finish in that game um connor mcdavid 
sick of getting so many assists, he decided to take it upon himself and score an unbelievable goal on Jordan Bennington. Um, great finish to that game. Um, but before we get into anything, um, we had with the trade deadline coming up, we had our first big trade um, where Chris Tanev going to the Dallas Stars, who already has a phenomenal decor. Um, the details of that trade um, from uh, Frank Saravelli um, going to the Dallas Stars is Chris Tanev with 75% retained and Cole Brady to the Calgary Flames, a 2024 second round pick, Artem Grush. Grushnikov, a conditional 2026 third round pick, 50% retained of Tanev, and to the New Jersey Devils, a 2026 fourth round pick from the Dallas Stars with 25% retained on Tanev. Um, listen, I think this is a great deal. I don't, I don't think this is an overpay at all. Um, there was a lot of speculation that the, that he might be worth a first round pick um, as well as some other pieces. I don't think this is an overpay at all. I think this is a really good deal um, for the Dallas stars, adding Tanev to that already phenomenal decor that they got going on um, again. And then for Calgary, I mean, they get uh, Grushnikov who I read from um, Stephen Ellis, um, who, if you guys don't know him, uh, does a phenomenal job covering all prospects. Um, he was unbelievable during the World Juniors cover and all those guys. Um, says that he's going to be pretty much a, um, you know, a, a, a defenseman who he's just going to be a filler, not really a, a starting defenseman, um, a depth D-man. Um, but, the, you know, they also get that second-round pick this season um, for this draft as well as that third-round pick. So I, I like this trade, honestly, for, for Dallas. I think they're getting a solid, solid D-man in, in Tanev. Although he is 34 years old, I think he's going to be really effective. Um, and, and I think he's going to really help this Dallas Stars team um, going forward. Um, I know there's going to be a bunch of other trades coming up. I mean, with the trade deadline being on the 8th, um, this is just the beginning um, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot more dominoes to fall. Um, some other big names are being, you know, are being tossed around. Um, we've obviously got some Bruins news that I'm going to get into a little bit later in the episode. Um, but yeah, I think there's going to be some other big dominoes to fall in the coming days. Um, and we'll see, I mean, we'll see what, what happens. And I know it's, it's always an exciting time of year, um, you know, with deadline, um, so we got some other news as well, um, kind of around the same time as this trade, um, and also reported by Frank Saravelli that the Canucks have made significant progress with Elias Pettersson um, on an eight-year extension. I mean, you, you got to think um, this is huge for the Canucks. I mean, he he is a pivotal piece to this team, um, and it looks like you know everything's kind of happened pretty fast. I mean, last week we kind of we heard that, you know, they, they weren't making any headway and he didn't want to necessarily be with Vancouver. And now we're hearing that um, they're making significant progress. So this is awesome news for, um, you know, the Canucks for Pedersen. You know, he's going to get a huge payday. Um, moving on, um, 
I, I kind of wanted to, I wanted to first off congratulate um, friend of the pod, Logan Stankoven. Um, obviously made his NHL debut last week. Um, got to have gotten to wa- have gotten the opportunity to watch every single one of his games um, so far. Um, and you know, obviously he's been ripping it up in the AHL. Um, he got the call up finally. Um, been playing on a line with um, with Wyatt Johnston, who himself being a young buck, having an unbelievable season himself, um, and as well as Jamie Ben. Um, Want to congratulate him on his first NHL goal. He's actually got, you know, he he's gotten two goals so far in three games. He's gotten an assist. He's a plus one. Um, playing with, you know, playing with a guy like Jamie Ben, who's a phenomenal leader, the captain of that Dallas Stars team. Um, I really would like to see him stay up with the team. Um, I know right now um, with Tyler Sagan in, uh, injured, I'm curious to see what they what they do when he is healthy. Um, but I, I really hope they can keep Logan up in the lineup. Um, I, th- I think he's gonna he can really help this team. And I, I posed the question today: had, had Logan been in the lineup all season, I legitimately think that he would make a run at the Calder Trophy, especially with the injury to Connor Bedard, um, where he broke his jaw. And how Logan is playing at this point in time, um, I really like that line with Jamie Ben um, and Wyatt Johnston. Wyatt Johnston's unbelievable. Um, his playmaking ability. Obviously, Logan is a is a shooter. Um, he's not afraid to pull the trigger. Um, and, and Jamie Ben being being the guy he is, the journey, you know, unbelievable captain, uh, unbelievable leader. Um, what better guy to mentor these two young kids? Um, yeah, you know, overall, just congrats to Logan. Love to see it. Um, it was awesome to see. And, uh, I know this, the sky is literally the limit for this kid. So wanted to give him a little shout out. Um, you know, we got to talk to him right before the season. Um, and, and right, right off the bat, just what he does for his community and, um, just an unbelievable guy, unbelievably mature. Um, excited to see him get some, uh, you know, Get, get some time in the show. Um, moving on to the PWHL, some huge news um, was released today at 7 p.m. Um, the PWHL unva- unveiled its four-team playoff format. Um, in addition to that, they've decided to halt talk of expansion. Um, so there's a lot of factors that are, that are kind of in this that – um, I'm going to kind of be reading off the list here. Um, and honestly, it, it it was very popular, at least on Twitter, from what I was reading. Um, and, and myself, I, I'm a huge fan. I think they're doing a really good job, um, you know, in how they're doing this whole setup. Um, I think it's going to be unbelievably effective. And they the way that they've set this whole league up has been unbelievable. Um, so kind of to go down the list um, for the 2024 playoffs, the top four teams in the regular season standing qualified for the playoffs. Um, the first place team will have a 24 hour window to select its semifinal opponent. That is so cool. It's so sick. I never thought that would ever be a concept, but I, I think that's so cool. Um, the semifinals and the championship will be played as a best of five series. In addition to that, 
The higher seeds will have home ice advantage for games one, two, and five. Also, games requiring overtime will be will be decided by playing five on five periods until until a winning goal is scored. Awesome stuff! I, I I'm loving this concept of the 24 hour window um, for the first place team to to select its opponent. I think that's so cool. It's a, a new idea. We haven't seen anything like that, and I think that's just such a sick concept. Um, Moving on to some other news within the PWHL that was released at this at the same time um, in regard to the 2024 draft. Um, they call this the gold plan. Um, the gold plan will assign the first pick to the non-playoff team that, that accrues the most points following its elimination from playoff contention. In addition to that, once a team is mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, it begins earning draft order points in quote in quotes. The team with the most draft order points at the conclusion of the regular season will earn the first selection in each round of the of the draft. That is, they're getting so creative with this, and I, I I'm so here for it. And it's such a sick concept. Um, they're doing an unbelievable job. It's so creative, um, and it keeps it's going to keep teams engaged because they have something to actually play for. Um, rather than just completely tanking and because that the idea of that, you know, the lottery is great. Um, but this is, this is a, a, a unbelievable concept. Um, and this, it, this is awesome. Um, like I said, this is for the, the PWHL announcing the 2024 playoff, as well as how they're going to be doing the draft got released, um, about 10 hours ago. Um, and it was really well received um, throughout the whole, especially like Twitter community. Um, I didn't see really any um, negativity or, or, you know, just nothing really. No one was really saying anything bad about um, the ideas of, of doing this. Um, and it, I, I'm I, like I said, I'm here for it. I think it's super creative. I love what they're doing with that league. Um I've gotten the opportunity to watch quite a few games and it's an unbelievable league. I'm excited about, you know, where they're going to take this. Um, although they have halted the expansion talks. Um, but I do recognize that they're trying to get all these other things in place um, before they start adding. And, and I, I can respect that. Um, so the last thing I wanted to bring up is, um, earlier this week, we had some um, incredibly sad news um, as the actor um, from the movie Miracle, um, Kenneth Mitchell, who played the iconic role of Ralph Cox, um, passed away um, on the 24th um, at the age of 49 years old um, from ALS. And... He, just the way that he played that role. Um, Kenneth was well-loved. Um, you know, all, all the guys from the movie Miracle, um, you know, offered their condolences. Um, just an iconic, iconic role um, that he played and played it so well. Um, just, just super sad to see. Um, so I wanted to obviously offer 
um, my condolences to um, the Mitchell family. Um, obviously, ALS is a terrible, terrible thing. Um, never want to see anyone go through that. It's one of the worst diseases. Um, and, yeah, definitely shocking. I mean, people within the hockey world, um, everyone, I mean, from, you know, John Buchacross, um, you know, the list goes on and on, um, offered their condolences. Um, he, he played that role so, so unbelievably. And it, you kind of just fell in love with the character as, uh, you know, obviously with Ralph being a real person, um, you know, a tough role being the last one cut from that, you know, that 1980 team and just played the role so, so well. And just, again, offer my condolences to, um, you know, the, the entire Mitchell family, um, friends and family of Kenneth as well. Um, kind of looking back and looking forward a little bit, obviously next week, um, we've got the trade deadline, um, with this episode dropping on the 29th, um, the last day of February, I can't believe we are already in March. Um, the trade deadline is going to be next Friday, um, the 8th. Um, and I, I anticipate we're going to have a lot of, a lot of news, um, a lot of trades happening. Um, really excited for it. Always an exciting time of year. But that wraps up episode 34 of Drop the Mitts Hockey Podcast. Once again, brought to you in partnership with Primetime Productions. Um, you heard the latest news from this week um, with the NHL, the PWHL, um, as well as national champion Sam Lipkin joining the pod. Um, awesome kid unbelievable stories um just hearing about that you know that natty win um gave me chills um so yeah once again that wraps up episode 34 i can't thank you guys enough for uh you know tuning in um this wouldn't be possible without all of you um but yeah well, until next week um really excited for next week we got some really excited news coming up um but hope you guys all have a great great weekend um, and take care, everyone. Be safe out there. Love you guys.